0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential people from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the pod, I am thrilled to say we have Joshua Browder, the CEO and founder of DoNotPay.com, though he's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not gonna ask him that much about. Josh, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. As we were discussing, um, I was nervous (laughs) because I I believe I'm a very one-dimensional person. I work all day, so we'll see if we can disprove that.
0: I don't buy it. I think we're gonna have a big epiphany by the end of this show. Are you ready to dive in? Yes. Fabulous. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Async, the first platform that helps replace unnecessary meetings with voice notes you can read, share, and react to. Async is a voice app that enables you to communicate, wait for it, asynchronously, can we believe? Allowing you to spend your time wisely without sacrificing personal connection. Put more simply, we love a voice note. As I'm sure we all know, one out of five meetings, probably, didn't need to be a meeting. Just one girl's opinion. Don't look the data up. There isn't data, I made it up. Instead of juggling crammed calendars and overflowing email inboxes that make you feel like none of your time is your own, Async offers a convenient and personalized alternative. It's the first of its kinds communication tool to replace a meeting, save time, and free up your schedule. Say goodbye to calendar anxiety and hello to work productivity. Be the first to know when Async launches by joining the waitlist now at async.com. That's A-S-Y-N-C Joshua Browder is the CEO and founder of DoNotPay.com, the world's first robot lawyer. DoNotPay has automated over 200 consumer rights processes for consumers, including canceling subscriptions, lowering bills and obtaining refunds, among many others. To date, the company has won over 2 million cases for its customers. Joshua Browder, welcome to Non-Technical.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Oh my God. It's such a pleasure to have you. You know, I will say Ellen DeSilva has had the number one most referrals to non-technical. And so it's truly thrilling that it was her husband, David Eckstein, that got you here today.
1: Yes. We'll see if her husband's referrals are as good as Ellen.
0: (laughs) That's true. The stakes are kind of high right now.
1: Yeah. I got to do a good job for David.
0: Yeah. Do you feel the weight of that burden on your shoulders? I do.
1: I'm very nervous.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Super nervous, just how I want my guests to feel. Okay, so Joshua, you told me that you don't do a lot of things outside of work, but you did say you love to travel. Where is the most recent place you traveled to?
1: I just came back from skiing in Colorado. That was really good. All my friends love to do blacks and stuff. I can do blacks, but I just yeah. love blues because you can just relax, listen to music. You don't have to wear a helmet, so it's it's nice and relaxing.
0: How did you get into skiing?
1: I got into skiing since I was about seven. I went on this school trip. I actually fell off a chairlift my first <gasps> time skiing. <gasps> What? I wasn't traumatized and I just kept on going.
0: You weren't traumatized by falling off of a ski lift?
1: No, there, there was a net underneath, thank God.
0: You fell into a net? You were high enough up to fall into a net?
1: They have like these nets and it was an interesting experience. It was actually my second ever time going up the lift.
0: And you were a child, you were seven? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is this in the UK?
1: This was in a very small ski resort in Italy.
0: Wow. So after that, you weren't afraid to get back on the
1: chairlift? No, because I thought that it's so safe. They they have the net. They thought of everything. <laughs>
0: That's true. Technically, <laughs> yeah. you did go through the worst case scenario and it kind of turned out all right.
1: Yeah. Only uphill from that.
0: Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you don't really like the Black diamonds so much. You prefer the blues. You said because then you can relax a little bit. So do you find skiing relaxing, invigorating, exciting?
1: Yeah. After a long day of Zooms, Mm. I was Zooming over Christmas even. It's nice to just go for a run or two and listen to music and forget about things.
0: Okay. Just for those keeping track at home, Josh, we've listed so many things you do outside of work. You ski, you run, you listen to music, you travel. Look at this. I don't
1: think I run, but I do the other stuff.
0: <laughs> you said that you might take a run after Zoom meetings. No,
1: I mean a run, a ski oh, you mean run. Oh, a ski
0: run. Okay. I retract it. We're taking running off the list. <laughs> We're back down to just skiing, listening to music and traveling. But yeah. I would still argue that's a pretty good start.
1: Yeah. And I know I'm not allowed to promote any of my work. But that's correct. But I do like to live the do not pay lifestyle regarding traveling. <laughs> so I've got all of these hacks. And it's, it's, I don't even enjoy some of the places I go to, but I just really enjoy the idea of like getting the discount. That's
0: so funny. So finding discounts. You don't even like some of the places that you go, you're going just for the discount? I had
1: a really good friend and actually an investor in my company and I did him a big favor and to say thank you, he gave me his companion pass for United Global Services and that's really helped me out a lot. Wow. So I enjoyed the plane ride more than the place sometimes. <laughs>
0: That's a really nice trade. You must have done a yeah. very big favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that And that probably helps with your love of traveling. Yes. Okay, so listening to music, is there a song that whenever you hear it takes you back in time?
1: I, I think Whenever Wherever by Shakira. <gasps> it's a very cheesy song, but I was it's listening to it at song. Stanford. And we would go on these crazy drives to Half Moon Bay mm-hmm. listening to it with my friends. And I associate songs with memories, so... Definitely that
0: one. So Whenever, Wherever, that came out a while before you were in college, if I am doing my math right.
1: Yeah, but you listen to it once and it just gets stuck in your head. I was just going
0: to say, so why did it have such a resurgence amongst you and your friends?
1: I think it was playing on the radio and we just (laughs) became obsessed with it. (laughs) We were quite immature.
0: I think it's a great song, but I don't think that we bumped that jam enough. Personally, whenever, wherever. Okay, great song. What were you doing in Half Moon Bay?
1: We had a final that we didn't study enough for, and we just thought we'll go to Half Moon Bay and relax.
0: Instead of studying? Exactly. Love it. Okay. What are you like on a road trip?
1: I just like to gun it. i don't like people that like to do all these stops and stuff they have all these lookout points especially if you're driving like through mm-hmm. utah that i yeah. think that's all a waste of time i just okay. want to get from point a to b
0: okay no looking at the views
1: also definitely take too much risk regarding the gas like irrational levels of risk i fill up <laughs> like 30 dollars at a time why which doesn't make any sense
0: no it makes no sense
1: i don't know i just don't like seeing that the number go up that high so, I just have to fill up like five times more than I have to, or three times more, I guess.
0: Can you talk me through what you mean by that? <laughs> so, you're at the gas station, just just said the scene. You're at yeah. the gas station, the pump's in your hand, you're filling up the gas, the number's getting higher.
1: And it gets to 30, and, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And, and my friends were like, why don't you fill it up? We filled out five times on this. Yes. Well, it's not really a road trip. On a road trip, I'll, I'll be realistic, but. If we're renting a car and yeah. I'm with friends, I'll only fill up thirty dollars at a time. I'm like, well, we might not need the rest.
0: Okay, so it's like a conservative approach to not wanting to yeah. waste the money on the gas. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And what about the playlist? Are you DJing? Are you navigating? What other responsibilities do you have on the road trip? I
1: typically outsource the DJing to my friends. As you can tell from my music choice, I probably don't have the most stylish music choice.
0: First of all, if we were on a road trip together and you, A, were willing to drive so that I didn't have to, and then B, were like, hey, let's bump some Shakira, I'd be like, (laughs) Joshua's great on a road trip. Sign me up. And
1: Ava Max as well.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Though I'm going to be in charge of the gas. I hope that. That's
1: cool. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine.
0: Have you ever gotten stranded as a result?
1: Oh, many times. What yeah. More than once? Yeah, at Stanford with my credit card, they have this uh, feature that no one uses, like breakdown coverage. And I used mm. it like, for like six times and they said, you can't use it anymore. You, oh you my hit God. the limit. So, oh my God. And no one ever uses that.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Six times? Has it made you reconsider your stance on gas?
1: No, I think it's become even worse because of the gas prices.
0: Okay. Have you ever driven an electric vehicle?
1: Yes. I've also run out of electric charge as well. (laughs) So it's like a, it's like a consistent theme. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else in your life that you're like that with? Like instead of just buying like eight rolls of paper towels, you're like, no, no, I'll just get the two.
1: Yeah. Sparkling waters. So I just moved to New York (laughs) and I'm buying like sparkling waters six at a time. And I'm thinking maybe I should just buy like a box. But yeah, it's a um, great idea. Yeah. I'm addicted to sparkling water.
0: What kind of sparkling water?
1: Just plain sparkling water.
0: Are you drinking San Pellegrino? Are you drinking plain LaCroix? Say it ain't so.
1: Perrier is my favorite, but yeah. realize it's not bubbly enough. So I, in London, I bought this machine to make it even more bubbly because the, the brands aren't bubbly enough, but I haven't yet found that here.
0: You are making sparkling water from scratch or you are taking existing sparkling water and further carbonating it?
1: In London, I would just make it from scratch, but okay. I, I was thinking about further carbonating it. Yeah,
0: I wonder how that would go. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had Topo Chico? I'm sure, right?
1: No, what's that? <gasps>
0: Really? Oh, I think Topo Chico is the best sparkling water. Well, that and and Pellegrino, they're a bit different. The bubbles in Topo Chico, I think, are much smaller. But maybe you'd like it.
1: I'm getting all these great recommendations. I'll try it today. (laughs)
0: Fabulous. Oh, let me know how it goes. Yeah, I will. Okay, so Josh, tell me this. Is there something that you're really good at that it would surprise most people to learn about you?
1: I'd like to be a great friend. I'm very public about my enemies in work. But huh? being a good friend, is, I think, is very important because that's what life is all about.
0: That's such a nice answer. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. If you can't be funny, you might as well be wholesome.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. What do people come to you for the most?
1: Talking at 4 a.m. I love just being there for someone, phoning them up at 4 a.m. I say it's people you can call me anytime. I think it's mm. really important.
0: Me too. I have my best friends as favorites in my phone. And then I have that setting where they bypass the do not disturb.
1: Interesting. Because yeah. then if
0: they ever really needed me, it would wake me up.
1: It really upsets me how much people hate phone calls. Like someone yes. DMs, DMs me on Twitter and they say, hey, can you find a time and meet? And I was like, sure. Let's get on a phone call right now. I was like, no, no, I don't have time right now. <laughs> like, But you have time to message.
0: That's so funny. I love the phone. I call people up pretty regularly. I think that there are plenty of us out there, people who like the phone.
1: Okay, thank God.
0: Oh, yeah, you're definitely not alone. You know what else I'm a fan of? This one is more controversial. I'm a fan of the impromptu FaceTime.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. FaceTime audio, though.
0: FaceTime audio? No, I'm talking full video. I'm popping up in your apartment, unannounced.
1: Interesting. I think you're more FaceTime-genic than I am. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> is that, that's what
1: it is, it must yeah.
0: be. Why do you FaceTime audio people?
1: The connection is way better than phone call.
0: Oh, okay. Was there ever a time when you didn't like getting on the phone?
1: I think I've always liked it. I'm dyslexic, so I have problems writing so many emails. Mm. So it's, it's nice to talk on the phone more.
0: I'm happy to hear that you're a phone person because I've been dealing with something and I'd love your advice on it. I am bad at hanging up the phone.
1: Oh yeah, I can't hang up.
0: okay okay, we're kindred spirits. I really can't get off the phone. It's with, it feels like it's with everybody.
1: (laughs) With Zoom, I do this trick where I shut off the video first, like kind of wind down the call, but I'm still not good at it.
0: Yeah. Where do you think that comes from for you?
1: I think I'm British originally. I moved here seven years Mm. ago and I think I'm more polite than the average American. Okay.
0: I think that's probably true. Yeah. Mine, though, it comes from perhaps a politeness thing if it's somebody who I can't maybe be completely direct with in that moment. But then also, I think I just really like to chat with my friends, with my mom even. I just don't want to hang up. There's always more to say.
1: One of my biggest weaknesses is I'm not good at charging my phone. So I'm always on 2%. So the phone calls sometimes hang up because it's run out of battery and the person thought I just like hang up. Oh, my God. It works both ways.
0: Do you not charge your phone at night?
1: I do, but I use it so much that by like 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. Eastern time, it is out.
0: Wow. What are you doing on your phone? That's some serious battery drainage.
1: All the phone calls.
0: Is that really it? Wow. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm addicted to my phone. I've got it right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you play any games on your phone?
1: No, I don't. I don't okay. have time. Do you? So you're
0: just... Do I? Yeah. I don't play games on my phone, but I play a lot of online chess but on my iPad. Interesting. Yeah, I play a lot of chess every day.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to get into chess and backgammon as well.
0: Oh, really? What prompted that interest?
1: I went to this game night in New York City, and I didn't Mm. know how to play either of these games. So Mm. the only one I could play was um, Secret Hitler.
0: Oh, that's a fun one. I'm not very good at chess. So if you want to play sometime, we can play.
1: Okay, If you're like just
0: learning. I'm I'm really not good.
1: We we should do a follow-up call. I can tell you about the sparkling water and also the chess.
0: Let's bring (laughs) the sparkling water to the chess. Sounds good. Oh my God, this is gonna be so fun. What a fun, dynamic hang. What a fun multi-dimensional person to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me this. What is the tiniest hill you're willing to die on? So something totally inconsequential that you would really go to bat for.
1: I think Times Square is the best the best place to live in New York if, if yeah. you find a quiet place. Oh my God. <laughs> or is that too controversial?
0: Oh my god. I need a minute. I, I just, whoa Okay, all right. Let's unpack. This is a big one. This is a big one. This is one of the... <laughs> okay, all right. This man was sent to test me. I, I've lost um, all
1: of my followers.
0: <laughs> Josh. All right. Okay. Let's just get some context going. So is this currently your first time living in New York?
1: Yes, I moved here two weeks ago.
0: And you've lived here for two weeks.
1: Yes. So, I have okay. very qualified opinions.
0: Okay, okay. You were telling me that Times Square is the best place to live in New York City.
1: Yes, and I could go into the reasons.
0: I would love, truly love to hear them. Let us begin.
1: You can walk everywhere. You That's can walk true House in many Kitchen. places. You can walk to Midtown. <laughs> subway connections are great, yes. although I've got thoughts on the subway. <laughs> Everywhere is open 24-7. It's like the Vegas of New York City.
0: And that's a positive? That's a pro?
1: You can reduce the downside. So I'm in a very quiet place. Yeah, I love it. But ask me in eight months. I'm
0: going to ask you in eight days. Are you kidding? Okay. All right. You've made some solid points. I am going to briefly rebuttal, politely, respectfully rebuttal. Number one, there are many places in the city with cool neighborhoods and walking distance that are not Times Square. Number two... It's a big transit hub that's accurate, but there are other transit hubs in the city. And I guess I need to provide the counterpoint. I don't know about any living situation that's a stone's throw away from the m and store. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's a positive.
0: Have you been to the m and store yet?
1: No, I haven't, but I like the view.
0: Of the m and Yeah. store?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, it, I mean, I like the lights and stuff. It makes me happy. I, I like to okay. work late, and so it makes me feel like I'm not... Uh, doing something bad by, like, working till 2 a.m.
0: Okay, well now, see, you've made it so wholesome that I can't hate on this, even though this is against every fiber of my being. Whew. So what is your deal with the subway?
1: I've tried the London tube and that's really nice, but I Mm -hmm. went on the the subway and it's it's a useful service, but the cleanliness makes the London tube look like the Orient Express.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yes. The tube is much cleaner
1: than the subway. I do like that. They have lots of police at every station though. That makes me feel safe.
0: Okay. So some pros, some cons. Yeah. What subway line did you take? that gave you this
1: experience? I took the A. Yeah. I'm learning all the system. I know the difference between an express and a local train now. Oh, hell yeah. My friend who's like a native New Yorker for like 10 years said, oh yeah, you should walk to this station because they have the express. And I said, well, they don't do the express on weekends. And I was like, I'm becoming more New Yorker than you. So I was very proud of that moment.
0: Wow, that is a big moment. Okay, that's huge.
1: Yeah. Congrats,
0: I'm happy for you. All right, well, I think that over time, maybe that will get easier, the subway. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the most New York moment you've had in the last two weeks?
1: I think that moment. Schooling someone on the local versus the express.
0: <laughs> That's great. Aside from Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what's something you couldn't go a day without?
1: I think a bath. Mm. It's really shocking. Some of these hotels, they don't have bathtubs. I know. I don't know what they're doing. Um, so uh, apartment is very important to have a bath. Yes. Hotels, I, mm-hmm. I love baths.
0: Do you love baths enough to call ahead to the hotel and ask if there's a bath?
1: Always. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure really? it out online.
0: Hmm. Forever you've been like this, or did it start at a certain point?
1: I think forever. It's really a shame. Some of these hotels, that they're, they're so overpriced, and they don't have a bathtub. I mean, it's just like a scam, especially in New York. I
0: mean, New York hotels are yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You said you're addicted to your phone. Do you use emojis? Only
1: like a set of six emojis. I haven't brushed out. What are the six? The laughing one, the facepalm okay. one, the investigative okay. eyeglass one, that's that's a great yep. one. The I, I like yeah, the monocle. Yeah, the monocle. That's probably my love favorite. I love that one. That one is yeah. so
0: clear to me. When yeah. I use that, it's like I'm sending such a specific emotion.
1: Yeah, exactly, like some gossip. And then yeah. the smiley face and the upside down smiley face for passive aggression sometimes. <laughs>
0: Just for a little touch of passive aggression. (laughs) You mentioned that you think that you're probably more polite than the average American, in part due to growing up in the UK. Do you think that, in general, folks in the UK are more passive-aggressive as well? Like, is there two sides to that coin?
1: No, I think people in America, especially California, are are more passive-aggressive than the UK. Ooh,
0: hot take.
1: Yeah, but uh, I shouldn't criticize this country. I'm very thankful to be here. It is the best country in the world.
0: (laughs) I hear you. I hear you on that. But I am inclined to agree with you about the West Coast and about the general pleasantness that is sometimes not super genuine, we'll, we shall say.
1: Yeah, it's like a cliche, but they say people in, in New York are kind, but not nice. And there's the opposite in California.
0: It's quite true. I found. Yeah. I don't know if you found that so far.
1: 100%. The virtue signaling is off the charts.
0: Yes, it's wild. I really, something I've I missed, I lived in California for four years and I'm so thrilled to be back in New York now. And I really missed that. I really missed having what felt like real human connections on a daily basis. I think people
1: are repressed in California slightly, Mm. so it it feeds into their personality.
0: Mm. I think you're probably right. Tell me this, if you weren't doing what you do now professionally, what would you be doing?
1: I would be an eviction lawyer. I think it's really fun to defend people or or like Mm. a public defender. I think that's the best job in the world from a passion standpoint Yeah. or a history teacher.
0: Or a history teacher. Was history a favorite subject of yours?
1: Definitely. So those are my, my two passions. If all else being equal with compensation, I, I would do yes. those, those two things.
0: What type of history do you love or would you want to teach?
1: Um, I, I think like truly ancient history, African kings, like Manson Musa, mm. who was the supposedly yeah. the... World's richest man in history.
0: Mm, Wow. Okay. What's a lesson from ancient history that you think most people don't realize, don't think about?
1: So the African king Mansa Musa basically gave away billions of dollars to people as he went on a pilgrimage. Mm. And because he gave away all the money, they just raised the prices. There's like hyperinflation because of his philanthropy. The modern day lesson is that today, you know, during COVID, the government was giving everyone money, but the inflation just caught up. It's not something you can do to just give away all money. You can't vote in giving the money to everyone.
0: Wow. So if we had only just cracked open a book and (laughs) (laughs) Africa (laughs) looked way back in time, are you somebody that follows astrology?
1: No, I think it's a massive scam. Almost big of a scam of crypto, but that's also a controversial (laughs) view.
0: There was a joke floating around at some point that crypto was astrology for boys. Which is obviously highly reductive, but I thought quite funny. So 0% true, you think? You think giant scam.
1: Well, I thought it was a scam, and then I read my own description. I'm a Sagittarius, and I was like, this is exactly accurate, and and that worried me.
0: Yeah, what do you make of that?
1: I I think maybe the website just tells you what... (laughs) um, what, what you want to hear. You think so? Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know about that, my friend. Do you believe in it? No. Well, I shouldn't say I don't believe in it. I should say, like, it has never had an impact on any life choice I've made or any... I have done or felt or thought, you know what I mean? I've never been like, oh, I want to be friends with that person. I think we'd get along because they're a such and such and I'm a Capricorn. But I also don't have like animosity towards people who do believe in it and do take it seriously because I I just think perhaps I don't have the level of understanding of it that they do. Because to me, it's it's so surface level.
1: Yeah, it's important to use it to your advantage. So like, oh yeah, (laughs) uh, you know, we share so much in common.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, you're also a Sagittarius? What are the chances?
1: Wow, we're basically (laughs) brothers.
0: What do they say about Sagittariuses that you related to? Do you remember?
1: Frugal, things that we were touching on.
0: So, you felt it was accurate though, and that didn't turn it around for you?
1: No, because these things are so broad. And there was one thing, that I was like, oh, this isn't true, but the rest is true. So, they just yeah. have these adjectives, and everyone like, and they're oft, often positive adjectives. So, people project yes. themselves yes, on, onto this. They want to believe that that's what they stuff. are. Totally. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It does seem sometimes to line up pretty accurately. Like when I read the Capricorn description, I'm like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. What about like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram? Stuff like that.
1: I think these things box people in. I'm very introverted, but I've become Mm. less introverted over time. If you caught me like six years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this interview. And now I can barely do the interview, so I'm making progress. (laughs) So I think you should never let these things, one should never let these things gatekeep what you can do and who you are. And I think a lot of people feel that way.
0: How are you feeling about the interview so far?
1: On your end, 10 out of 10. On my end, 6 out of 10.
0: (laughs) First of all, wow, it feels good to get positive feedback in the middle of recording. Thank you. (laughs) Second of all, I think you're far exceeding 6 out of 10. I personally think this is going great.
1: (laughs) You're like getting blood out of a stone. (laughs)
0: I'm having a great time. Plus, we got plans. We're going to have bubbly (laughs) water and play chess.
1: And talk about Times Square.
0: Yes, we are going to have to have a little chat about (laughs) Times Square. (laughs) What's your most irrational fear?
1: Um, I think that there'll be a revolution in the next 20 years. I think that's the way ah. things are going. So I'm an Austrian citizen, UK citizen, Mm. and US citizen. So it's good to be able to get out if there is a revolution one day.
0: So you have an exit strategy? Yeah. What kind of revolution should I be preparing for?
1: I'm not sure. I think things are just going to go off the charts. I think that social media combined with inequality, it's its already, there's going to be huge populism. So that's what mm-hmm. I worry about. But I think that yeah. might, could be a rational fear. So. Yeah,
0: Okay. I hope it's irrational, but it seems rational. Multi-citizenship is a good plan. I need to work on that. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. Why Austria?
1: I found this l- loophole, and this is more shameless, <laughs> sh- shameless legal promotion. <laughs> but if your grandparents were persecuted during the Holocaust, you'll make it right more than half a century later and give you give the descendants citizenship. So I filed really? all these paperwork at the embassy. And they said, yes, you're approved. Here's your passport. No way. Yeah. And the UK with Brexit, I wanted EU citizenship. So I thought it was worthwhile.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're really set.
1: Well, the problem is if I live there, you have to do military service. And I'm not someone who, um, until 50 or something, and I'm not someone who would be good with the military service.
0: I see. You don't think they need somebody with your skill set?
1: I don't know. It depends where they assign me.
0: Mm. I feel like they could find a spot where you would be valuable. I hope so. You don't seem that confident. <laughs> <laughs> if you could possess the ability to hear what other people are thinking, would you?
1: Yeah. People always ask, what would be your superpower? And I yeah. think that would be my choice. 24 hours, you would control the world.
0: You think so? So you see knowing what people are thinking as a direct line to more control, more power. Yeah. Why is that?
1: Well, I mean, you just strategically, you could you could make a lot of moves. It would be a good superpower to have. Flying would be overrated. I agree. Yeah.
0: Well, I think flying is overrated because we already have, albeit a slower, more difficult solution to flying, but we don't necessarily have a solution to hearing what's in someone's brain. Yeah. Though TikTok is doing a pretty good job.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So in a way, TikTok is the direct link to more power. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. Josh, this is a two-part question for you. Okay. First part, who would play you in a movie? And second part, would this movie be a biopic? Or should we focus in on a particularly exciting chapter of your life?
1: Daniel Radcliffe, when we were both a bit younger, because, you know, there's a lot of connections. We both have glasses. We're both British. Perfect. I hope to do impactful things, and I'm causing a lot of trouble. Again, shamelessly promoting the work.
0: (laughs) Josh, that is your third strike, (laughs) promoting your work. That is three. (laughs) We're just going to bleep. It's just going to be a long censored bleep (laughs) noise next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and causing troubles. And I do think that I take a lot of risks. I I would hopefully have an interesting story Mm. in 30 years.
0: Okay, so we're going to have to wait a bit, you think, to see it unfold. Yes. But Daniel Radcliffe will be the guy.
1: Yeah, in the beginning. And then they need an older one as as, uh, one ages, even now.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, in thirty years, though, Daniel Radcliffe will he'd be playing probably the back end of the movie.
1: Well, in thirty years, there could be time travel, so who knows?
0: I'll always forget about that. <laughs> yeah. That salient point, of course. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it's going to be a bit of a biopic. What do you think about the soundtrack?
1: Just acoustic, dramatic music throughout.
0: Acoustic, dramatic music. <laughs> okay. Fabulous. In-
1: instrumental, like no, instrumental. No, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's why I meant. Yeah.
0: So like like a Hans Zimmer moment.
1: Exactly. Okay, so
0: Hans Zimmer is scoring.
1: Peter Gabriel.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Is this going to be a drama?
1: I'm not sure. I don't think about myself that much in these contexts.
0: I know. Isn't it terrible that I'm making you do it right now?
1: This is by far the hardest interview I've ever done.
0: I will say, not the first person to say that. Hopefully you're also having fun. Things that are hard can also be fun. Two things can be true. Yeah. Well, what do you think, though? Would it be better served a drama? What about a dark comedy? Like something that's quite dramatic but has funny moments?
1: I think it's it's good to optimize for the ratings. So like a dr- drama, <laughs> lo- love story, some scary aspects. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We want a ratings behemoth or we want a box office draw?
1: I think both. I think okay. like wow. um, Top Gun. It should be less all American. Wow. E- okay. and, and I'm open to changing lines of the story to make it... To improve the ratings. Okay. So instead of being British, I can be American.
0: No, I think being British is going to help, actually. Interesting. I think we give British people more of a pass in this yeah. country.
1: I just metrics driven. So that, that's okay. my biggest concern.
0: Okay. I love it. So wh- what about awards bait? Do we care about the Academy, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association? Do we need their attention? Or are we just trying to hit the numbers?
1: I met someone a year and a half ago who's on the the board that decides one of these awards. Mm -hmm. And and this person wasn't very nice or very um, smart, in my opinion. I really, really hope they don't listen to your podcast because they wouldn't know. I highly doubt it. uh, So made me realize that these awards aren't what they're meant up to be yeah this person is like not very technical which is fine of course no one ever has to be in love with technology i mean this is the non-technical part after all but
0: absolutely it was
1: to the point where this person didn't know how to use an iphone basically (gasps) i was thinking i didn't say this how can you be judging movies when you don't understand like what's going on in the modern era so Mm. i don't i don't really believe in these awards just based on that one experience
0: interesting So what you're saying is that their perspective is likely out of touch with the average viewer.
1: Yeah, I have a friend who went to business school and apparently all the classes in business school show like how to do a good TV commercial. They haven't Mm. updated the syllabus. And so I think in the Academy Awards, they might need to refresh some of the judges.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Would you ever want to do that? Do you watch a lot of movies?
1: No, I'm not a very cultured person. What do you mean? I just like entertaining movies. I see it as escapism. And I only watch maybe one movie every month. I would say. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think I watch that many movies, but I feel bad about that. I feel like I should be watching more movies. Do you feel like you should be watching more movies? You seem like somebody that is more certain in their choices.
1: No, I think it's a time sink. It's Hmm. much better to be productive.
0: Much better to be productive. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right. What other kind of cultural stuff do you do? Do you like museums?
1: I like museums. I love to just walk around an art gallery. So I, when I say I'm not cultured, I, I don't understand it, the art or have any deep thoughts about it, but it's nice to just walk around and enjoy it.
0: Well, I think that's the whole point of art, to be honest. And I think that it's actually very gatekeepy when you people act like you have to have an art history degree to appreciate going to the Met. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I haven't yet been to the Met, but I'll go and... Uh, Think oh about my god, that. add
0: it to the list.
1: We'll go yes. to the Met.
0: We're gonna get some Topo Chico. We're gonna play chess.
1: <laughs> Sounds like such a fun day.
0: Does that not sound like a great day?
1: It really does.
0: Yes, okay. See, look at I told you, multi-dimensional human being over here. I love a museum. Like I really love a museum. I'm I also don't consider myself like educated in the art space or whatever, but I just like a museum has everything I could possibly want in it. It's fun to walk around. You can walk and talk. Like you can catch up with a friend and also do it. I love stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but I, I see people like staring at paintings for like thirty minutes, and and that that's not me.
0: That's a long time. Yeah. Do you have a favorite artist?
1: I like classical art. I, I don't mm. I don't like the modern art where you could, it's like a box or something, oh, and sure, it's like supposedly sure. art. Uh, I mm. think that's overhyped.
0: Do you have any creative hobbies yourself? Do you play any music?
1: No, not at all.
0: Zero, have you ever?
1: I used to play the piano. Oh. I um, am not very good at it. When did you stop? Maybe when I was 21.
0: Oh, okay. So you played as an adult.
1: Yeah. You know, on the border.
0: <laughs> what three words would your closest friends or family use to describe you?
1: I, I have five words. Is that okay? Oh,
0: yes, yeah, certainly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Number
0: um, one, well, rule breaker. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, the five words are, I would say, not taking myself too seriously.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah. I was afraid it was going to be do not pay.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm going to get blocked so, no, You are going to no, get blocked <laughs> yeah.
0: Not taking myself too seriously Have you always been that way Or is that something that came later in life?
1: I've always been that way uh, mm. from a child There are things that matter in life And things that don't And that yeah. that's helped me <laughs> helped me run my business uh, yes. Not being afraid
0: Absolutely Yeah. What's something you've done in your life That you think embodies that ethos Of not taking yourself too seriously?
1: I would say it's redacted
0: Okay. I'm so curious
1: I was with a friend. I, I go back to the UK often. We just found a way to... Uh, it was a football game. It was huh. Arsenal versus one of the other teams. I don't... Sure. so it's, Well, I guess you guys call it soccer.
0: Using context <laughs> clues, I was able yes. to put two and two together. But thank you so much.
1: After the game, we, we just went to the players' lounge and said, oh, yeah, we're related to players. And they just let yeah. us in. And I was like, "You one would have to pay like $5,000 oh, or yeah. £5,000 for this experience. But we were just hanging out with the players. So That's I think amazing. if you ask for forgiveness, then it's helpful. So just small things like that.
0: Absolutely. Okay, fabulous. Josh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Async, the first platform that helps replace unnecessary meetings with voice notes you can read, share, and react to. Async messages are voice messages that can be read because they come with a full transcript. So you don't have to listen to a message if it's too long or covers too many topics or you're already listening to your favorite podcast. Non-technical. You can also add timestamped and threaded reactions via emoji, voice, or text. Search inside asyncs for important notes and share asyncs with a person or group thanks to unique URLs. So next time you want to establish an authentic connection with someone to exchange feedback or brainstorm ideas, or you just want to make sure you nail the tone without spending 30 minutes evaluating your punctuation usage, try Async. 95% of what you say is how you say it. So say what you really mean on your time with Async. Say goodbye to calendar anxiety and hello to work productivity. Be the first to know when Async launches by joining the waitlist now at async.com. That's A-S-Y-N-C dot com. And we're back with Josh Browder, the CEO and founder of DoNotPay.com. Josh Browder, we've arrived. We have arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. Are you ready? Yes. 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 Oh, I love that answer. Okay. We've arrived at the lightning round. Let's go. First oh, question no. for you. No, you can do it. I believe in you and I'm right okay. here with you. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to abandon you. We've come this far together. You will not go this alone. Liverpool football club, right? You'll never walk alone.
1: I, I think so. Yeah, okay. exactly. That, that's how much you, I'm passionate about <laughs> <You're> passionate. soccer. <laughs> <laughs> now you know.
0: Okay. First question for you. Coffee or tea? Neither. Neither.
1: Neither, but I'll say tea because I'm British.
0: You really not drink coffee or tea?
1: No, I used to get my caffeine fix from Diet Coke, but it got to the point where I was having like seven a day. So I Oh, had to that's stop. so
0: many Diet Cokes.
1: Yeah, but it really kept me going.
0: Were you buying them three at a time?
1: <laughs> I was actually.
0: Were you actually?
1: <laughs> I think you can do this stuff up until 25. Um, yeah. So I turned 26 and I'm like, and it was a month before I turned 26, I gave it up and I was like, new Josh, new me, and I've actually yes. stopped.
0: Yes, wow, congrats. That's huge. That can be hard. Yeah. So this is where all the bubbly water comes in. Exactly. Okay. Very cool. Do you have a favorite board game?
1: Secret Hitler, as in with, with the board. So it yes, counts. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for making it. I love that you have cared so little about any rule or whatever until this one moment. And you're like, but there's a board, so it counts. <laughs> have you ever read a book twice?
1: I read this book called The Wongaku. It's, it's one of my favorite books. It's really mm. niche. It's about a bunch of basically VC investors that mm. decided to invest in trying to take over a country in Africa oh. and like hiring a private army. And it's a true story oh my uh, God. in the 1980s. Uh, it's Equatorial Guinea. <gasps> it's got like 10 reviews on Amazon, but everyone I've recommended it to loves it. So I recommend it.
0: Wow. Did they pick Equatorial Guinea because they thought they were going to get equity in it? That, that's
1: interesting. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, I can speak for them. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're all dead now, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: the dumbest joke I've ever made. <laughs> oh, boy. So you don't watch a ton of movies. What about TV? Is there a TV character you think you're a lot like or you relate to a lot?
1: I'm really hesitant to say this, but I really like enjoy Better Call Saul.
0: Oh, why are you hesitant to say that? People love that show.
1: Well, I don't want Do Not Pay to be compared to that, but I really love the show. It's my passion, so.
0: Okay, well, don't worry. We're going to bleep it out yeah. anyway, so no one will know. <laughs> I see the similarity, and then I also see why yeah. you're hedging it a little bit. I totally get it. Do you have a yeah. pump-up song? I mean,
1: Pumped Up Kicks is, is a good song.
0: That is a good song. Did you pick that yeah. one because I called it a pump-up song?
1: It's a good song.
0: When do you listen to it?
1: Well, I had it in my playlist for a while. So if you shuffle, like when I'm skiing, because you can't touch your yeah. phone, so I do yeah. the Siri shuffle my music, and it comes on, and it makes me happy.
0: Oh, you listen to music when you ski. Always, yeah. I've never done that.
1: That's why I like to do blues, because then you don't have to wear a helmet. So it's all very relaxed.
0: Now that we're close personal friends, yeah. I'm scared that you don't wear a helmet while you ski, even on the blues.
1: I mean, I'm 26, but my parents say the same thing.
0: But I think that I'm right, and so are your parents. You have to protect your brain. It's important.
1: No, I, I think so. Maybe you're right. You're, you you're really helping me reevaluate my life.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Okay, this is my last question for you, which is deeply sad. I'm having a lovely time. What would you title your memoir?
1: Hmm, um, that, is a, that is a good question. And you did send it mm. to me in advance.
0: We can brainstorm.
1: Okay, what, what would you recommend?
0: Well, let's think about it. Okay, let's see. What would you title your memoir? So what are some of the things that we talked about? Well, you were afraid that you were going to be one-dimensional. I think instead you're multi-dimensional. I think you love work. It would probably be work-related, don't you think, this book, in some yeah, way? Yeah, so,
1: you know, David versus Goliath. Not okay,
0: <laughs> yes, that's true.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I kind of think you're going to end up calling it Do Not Pay.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that, but I've said that so many times at this podcast, I but I'm actually, but I am actually on real. the board.
0: Let's just <laughs> call it what it is. We know that's why you're going to call your memoir. There's no point in denying it.
1: Yeah, so this is the most technical, non-technical podcast so far.
0: Now, after I bleep all of these mentions out, <laughs> it's going to sound like we were just cursing like sailors the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Joshua, thank you so much for coming on Non-Technical. This was so fun.
1: Thank you so much.
0: What a treat. Where can people find more about you?
1: On Twitter, jbrowder one and on Instagram, uh Joshua Browder12. I, I shouldn't have should have picked better handles, but and then if you want to <laughs> follow do not pay at do not pay or wow. at bleep.
0: Or, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you can find me at YayAlexisGay and non on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Josh, one more time. I can't wait for our very exciting multidimensional day. And until then, have a great week. You too. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.